feel the heat of the game. The crunching tackles, the near misses and diving headers. Feel the drive from the sidelines. Feel the passion of your captain. Feel the celebrations. Feel the last-minute heartache. And the penalty save that changes everything. Feel the heat of the game from the comfort of your own home with OPC Energy Limited. For more information on boiler servicing and maintenance, visit opc-ltd.uk. We've got two incredible fixtures on the horizon in terms of the Europa League. We we want to go further than we did last year. We want to try and build on what we've already achieved in Europe this season, which has been fantastic. And then obviously we've got a, a huge old firm game to look forward to. I think for us and another one, it's just about you know staying at home, being safe, you know, and sticking to the rules and, and legislations in place. The Goal Radio Football Show with OPC Energy Limited, hosted by Paul Cooney, Barry Ferguson, and Mark Weedy. Call now and voice your opinion. 0808 1717 700. Let's go! Good evening at the start of the All Firm Week. How much does it matter to Celtic? Will Rangers still be as hungry to continue the unbeaten run this season? The First Minister, what's going to happen? The Scottish Government has yet to decide if the game can go ahead on Sunday, but surely we say yes, as the manager, Stephen Gerrard, and interim boss John Kennedy have come out to say, stay away, stay off the streets and enjoy the match on the telly. Turn it down, of course, and uh, turn up, go radio. James Tavernier was out at the weekend as well, the Rangers skipper, and in the last few moments, Scott Brown also saying to Celtic fans, stay away this weekend, which I think most people will do. Surely the game will go ahead. The Scotland squad will be announced this week tomorrow at lunchtime. Who will be coming into the squad? Turnbull, Patterson, Nisbet, maybe Gold as well. What do you think? 0808 17 17 700. And over the weekend some great goals. What's the goal of the season? Is it Jet at Livingston? Has Livingston secured their place in the top six this weekend? Who is going to join them? The fixtures this weekend will determine. But on Sunday, it's the big match, Celtic against Rangers. In the studio, we heard the trail there. Barry Ferguson, the former Rangers in Scotland captain. Barry, you're looking good. Up for it this week. It's a huge week, isn't it? Always a huge week when it's um, when the old firm game's coming up on Sunday and obviously it's a, a huge week for Go Radio. We've just um, got a new signing on board, so looking forward to, to working with him. Mark Guidi, welcome to Go Radio. Delighted that you've joined us. You made the switch. Yeah, brilliant. Uh, brilliant to be here, uh, Paul. Um, 20 years at uh, another station. It was a good <laughs> self it took me. Was um, it? To... to uh, <laughs> Yep. Radio Clyde 20 yep. years ago and now I'm at Go Radio and really looking forward to it being made to feel really welcome by yourself and all the team and delighted to be joined uh, tonight by a proper football player one of the best in, in Rangers history mm-hmm. Barry Ferguson I was just thinking back Barry when I joined you in 2003 when you signed for Blackburn I went down with you to do the, the exclusive for the Sunday Mail 18 years ago I, I can't know. believe how, it it's frightening how time flies uh, doesn't it yeah. it does but fair play Mark I heard you after we finished we were on at 5 till 7 I heard you last week with Hugh still sparring away and he's magic as well I Hugh, enjoyed that but we're delighted brilliant. you've joined us yeah, yeah I'm delighted to be here Paul really looking forward to it and um, plenty to talk about plenty of stories and we'll get wired in well and you have an exclusive for us what's coming up at 6 o'clock tonight yeah we've got an exclusive interview with John McGinn the Aston Villa and Scotland star one of the best players in the English Premier League one of Scotland's best players and he'll have views on Steve Clark on Neil Lennon on the Scotland team fans getting into Hamden he'll uh, he'll cover the full bit for us that's a proper interview you did it just before we came on here it'd be good to mm. hear him 
Yeah, listen, I've got to be honest with you. I always thought John McGinn was a, a good player at St Man and Hibs. But when he went down to Aston Villa, first of all, in the Championship, then in the Premier League, and I've seen plenty of games, um, John McGinn playing for Aston Villa. And I've got to be honest with you, Paul, he's been absolute outstanding. Um, in Scotland, uh, I've got a top player in their hands. Uh, and he's became a massive player for the national team as well. And do you know what? If he continues that sort of form at Aston Villa, it wouldn't surprise me if the top teams top six teams would be looking at John McGinn you know him well what do you think Mark it's a hundred games he's played I know that's uh, yeah. that's why you called him he took yeah. the call could he go even further yeah I, mean, I think you know yeah. Aston Villa tied them down I, I think you, you know how these things work I would imagine there's you know like in a pecking order if somebody's going to go it'll be Jack Grealish who they're talking 80, 90, 100 million and we don't know with the transfer market because of Covid how it's all going to play out financially but and then I think John would be would be next, but I agree with Barry. Um, I would could I could see John playing for for one of the top uh, six clubs. I think he's I think he's that good. But Villa between Grealish and, and McGinn, they've got a, an outstanding pair in the team. I mean, you you think a few years ago he cost Villa three and a half million pound, mm. and I always think back with um, when he was uh, interested in Celtic and they were humming and hawing whether he, I think they'd bid three million pound. They weren't willing to go that extra half a million pound. Is that all it would have been? Yep, that's all it would have been and obviously went down to the Championship and he's just gets stronger and stronger and better and better each year as I said um, I've been really impressed with him and he's went into that Premier League and he's come up against top players every single weekend and not look, looked out of place he's been, as I said, he's been one of the, the top performers for Aston Villa alongside Grealish uh, and as I said, if he continues that sort of form it wouldn't surprise me if the bigger clubs are, are looking at him. 0808 17 17 700 to speak to Barry Ferguson and Mark Guidi who has joined us. Mark, that's a good point. I know you want to pay tribute on goal to the Champions Rangers and Barry was saying before we came in when they didn't get John McGinn there was no surprise. They knew what they would have been getting but they slipped up on that one. That could have been the start of uh, of the rot at Celtic but they still had success and Rangers have been different class under Stephen Gerrard. Yeah, I mean uh, just to, to finish off on uh, John McGinn I agree with Barry. I, I said at the time when Celtic missed out on him that will come back to haunt Celtic. Mm-hmm. And it has come back to Hottenham and it certainly left Brendan Rodgers disgruntled and that was the beginning of the end of the relationship with Celtic with Brendan Rodgers and he left six months later, as we know, to, to go to Leicester City. So it was a player that Brendan desperately wanted in and the club didn't manage to get the deal over the line. In terms of Rangers, Paul, they are 20 points ahead of Celtic just now. We've got the game coming up on Sunday. Regardless of it being a calamitous campaign for Celtic this season for a variety of reasons inside the club from top to bottom, um, Rangers are worthy winners and that should never be taken away from Stephen Gerrard uh, and his players and Stephen Gerrard's backroom staff from Michael Beale to Gary McAllister and to the board for standing by Stephen Gerrard they, they held on to their top players they recruited they invested and you think this time last year we're just getting into lockdown and there have probably been question marks over Stephen Gerrard's future as manager um, of the club given that Hearts had knocked him out the Scottish Cup so they stuck by him he worked hard. He learned a lot of lessons. And apart from how Rangers have played on the park, off the park, I think Stephen Gerrard has conducted himself and led by example absolutely magnificently. Yeah, I've got to get... I mean, I've said it plenty of times, Paul. I think one thing that Stephen Gerrard, as I already mentioned when he's done interviews, is the back he's had from the board. I mean, it would have been easy for the board to maybe look at it last season and think um, how poorly they've done when they come off the, the winter break. Um, but one thing he's had is had backing, certainly in the transfer market as well. 
and it's paid dividends this year I, I think in terms of the, the levels of, of consistency that Rangers are, have shown um, throughout the season it's testament it, it, down to the manager and the, his backroom staff and the players as well because if you ask me at the start of the season the first week of March with Rangers have been uh, had won the league and be 20 points clearer they've probably looked at you in a, yep. a strange sort of way um, but you've got to give them every credit Barry thought they'd been 30 points clear been <laughs> a- yeah, I'm just disappointed <laughs> it wasn't more um, but no listen I, I've been so impressed the way they've, they've went about their business this season So you'd uh, a word with the chairman today you bumped into him I know when you were buying a, a, a car for your son should we not what's the what's the no, listen, I, yeah. I just think that they've got the right man at the, the helm yep. in, in Douglas Park they've got somebody who has got the, the club at heart um, he's obviously got the, the financial um, power and I think he'll do everything in his power to make sure he, he backs the manager um, come the summer again because I think a few Rangers fans are, are maybe worried or, um, that some of the, the top players could be um, prized away um, but I'm I'm more than hopeful that Rangers can keep likes of your Morelos's, your Kents, um, your Kamara's, Barisic. I can go on Golsons. So, I think it would be ideal for the manager to keep these players and also strengthen because I think it's the best time to do it when you're on top. Go and strengthen and make yourself even more powerful. What do Rangers fans think? Give us a call 0808 17 17 700 on the Go Radio Football Show with OPC Energy Limited, Barry Ferguson, Paul Cooney and Mark Guidi. Mark, uh, for Celtic, we'll get some calls coming in as well. The question is still who is going to be in charge? John Kennedy, the interim boss till the end of the season, we assume. But there's a silence. But I, I, had, I heard you the other week saying they have been interviewing and uh, perhaps... There's no clarity about it, but what do you think is going to happen at Celtic? Who do you think is going to be uh, the new boss? Well, they definitely fancy the, the new model, director of football, head coach, technical director, head coach, whatever you want to call it. Uh, I believe that Fergal Harkin um, is FAV for the, 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 the director of football role, and then it's whoever comes in to, to, to work um, with Fergal. But one thing they need to do is there doesn't necessarily need to be a relationship with the director of football mm. and technical director, as in you know working with each other in, pa- in the past. But what they, they do need to do uh, for clarity and to save any confusion and any falling out later on in the season is you get the lines made up who is responsible for what. You clear it. So they've got to have clearly defined um, roles. Now, if you're going to do that, don't know if you agree, Barry, but I think you, you appoint the director of football first yep. and then everything works down from, mm. from there. Um, but I also think the chief executive, Dom McKay, why he's not already working at Celtic Football Club just now for me, whatever it takes, you go to the SRU and you sort something out. Bear in mind where Celtic are and the rebuilding programme they're going to have to go through over the next three or four months, the new chief executive should be in the building and getting on with things. Yep, I agree. I'm, I'm actually stunned that they've not went. And I know he starts, I think it's the 1st of July. That's when his contract starts. But the kind of season, and obviously with the manager leaving, Celtic need to get their, their ship order quickly. And if that's pointing a a, um, a pointing, sorry, a director of football, sporting director, whatever way you want to you want to call it, they've got to get them in first, and then him and the manager. I've got to have a good relationship. He's got to appoint for me the manager. That's the way it's got to work. So I would be absolutely amazed if they're not close to getting something sorted. Because we all know the way, or sorry, the most important thing at a football club for me is recruitment, and you need to start now. Normally for next season you would be starting December, Jan- uh, January looking ahead 
Um, so Celtic are already a, a couple of months behind uh, in that sense because I know Rangers are already identified three or four players that they would like to bring in and Celtic are going to find themselves behind again so they need to, for me, get it sorted quickly. It's going to be a huge rebuild needed uh, at Celtic. Yeah. Mark, I think with Dominic Mackay, surely work is going on behind the scenes. People do work remotely. I agree with you what you say. Yeah. The money should be played to, paid to the SRU and the SRU need money because like all sports, you know, there's not enough revenue coming in but surely the work is going on behind the scenes and you wonder what Dermot Desmond is thinking. People have been saying over the past three or four days there's a groundswell for Roy Keane. I'm not quite yeah. sure where it's coming from but you've seen it. What do you think on that? Seven years since he managed Ipswich, that didn't go well yeah. but a decade ago, I know he did well at first at Sunderland. For me, a guy like Roy Keane is exactly what Celtic need. I would right. love to see Roy Keane as a manager of Celtic. I'd even love to see Martin O'Neill involved at the club. But whether Roy Keane um, has got the, the skill set now to be what is required as a modern day manager, and, and Barry knows, but Barry's been managing for four or five years, but I'm sure even going back to what Barry is now at Kelty Hearts, going back to when he first started at Clyde, you'll have seen a difference in how you need to treat players um, already. So, so Roy Keane would need to to adapt um, but it has changed days and he would need to accept that you know as much as it doesn't bother me giving players a put up the backside there's not enough of it because uh, modern players don't seem to adapt uh, or don't seem to take kindly uh, to that now but for me if it was Roy Keane I would welcome that all day long I think that would be box office for Scottish football Certainly box office look you go back to first and foremost these playing days I mean what a footballer Um you Look played at, against them many times. <laughs> yeah, yeah, they had a few ding dongs yeah. with him. Um, but a top top player. He's been he's managed obviously at Sunderland and Ipswich. It didn't um, end well at Ipswich. He's been out the game for six or seven years now. But you listen to him on on Sky Sports um, at the games, and mm. he's just honest and brutally honest. And, and I think that's something that Celtic might need now. I agree with Mark. I think he might need somebody to come in above him. Um, with that bit of know-how and expertise um, but I'm sure if Roy Keane uh, became Celtic manager I I'm more than positive that the Celtic fans would totally buy into that and of course he was a double act with Martin O'Neill until yeah. fairly recently yeah. for the Ireland national team mm. so he's still been involved so Mark would you think he's the favourite just now or the Eddie Howe name keeps coming up uh, Enzo Maresca's name well Paul uh, yeah. as you know one of the first things that you, yeah. <laughs> you're taught never to say in radio is I don't know yeah. but <laughs> I don't know on that. It's, you <laughs> Nobody know, knows, do they? Yeah, yeah, and the head coach's role, yeah. there's been, and I know with, with bookmakers now, it only takes half a dozen people to stick a tenor on a guy and all of a yeah. sudden becomes a favourite. But from Chris Wilder to Enzo Maresca to Steve Clark yeah. to Davey Moyes to, to, to Roy Keane to Frank Lampard, um, uh, you really, you, you could... I, the honest answer is, I genuinely don't know. And I... And I I suspect that Celtic don't know yet. Now, for example, if it's an Eddie Howe, mm -hmm. I think Eddie Howe and, and like your Frank Lampards are waiting to see what happens down the road. Sure. You, yeah. you could have Crystal Palace, you could yeah. have Spurs, Newcastle. Uh, you could have Newcastle. Now, I know it's a wee bit further down the road, mm. but if Gareth Southgate has a poor Euros with England, the England job will be available mm. at the end of June if he doesn't get in the semi-final and the final. Mm. So there's four or five big jobs going to come up down the road, which is maybe um, hampering sort of Celtic's decision uh, process at the moment I'm hearing this afternoon from London that Crystal Palace we 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 suspect Roy Hodgson I think his contract's up in the summer and he's done amazingly well what a career over 70 years old looks as though he'll be going from Selhurst Park I know they've said Eddie Howe as a contender Frank Lampard and now today Stephen Gerrard 
Stephen Gerrard on the shortlist that, for, for That's what I hear from London this afternoon Well listen if, if that's the case Paul and, and I don't doubt that I think that makes sense because as far as I'm concerned Stephen Gerrard is the hottest young prospect in terms of young English managers Lampard Howe they all fall into that uh, category would Stephen Gerrard leave Rangers for Crystal Palace I don't think he would uh, I think he, he'll stay at Rangers for at least one more year uh, and then he would he would you know possibly look at um, his options but what you're saying about Crystal Palace and Steven Gerrard Rangers are going to have to get used to that because by those when he's delivered the kind of success that he's had and what he's managed to do in European football not just this season but in the previous two seasons he becomes a sought after commodity and he will be in demand of that there's no doubt Barry what about that news they want him at Crystal Palace yeah no I'm not surprised with the it's clear the, the job he's done at Rangers has, has been fantastic this season the, the turnaround in terms of how dominant Celtic were um, it was a big season for him there's no doubt he knew he was under pressure to go and deliver and he's delivered but in terms of Crystal Palace and Rangers there's no comparison for me um, Rangers are a far bigger club but at some stage I'm sure Steven Gerrard will look to maybe go and, and try his hand down the, the English Premier League but I think he knows that He's only delivered one trophy this year. He's still got the Scottish Cup. They're in still the, the last 16. Get a real good chance at getting into the last 80 uh, Europa League. But I firmly believe he's going to be at Rangers for a, a year or two. Um, there's no doubt about it. He'll want to go and get a number of trophies and medals under his belt. And then he might then consider that it's time to go and, and try his luck in English football. And his record as a player in Europe was uh, unsurpassed, Mark. And yeah. now as a manager... It's very, very good. Yeah, very it's healthy. A, it's impressive, yeah. and that's why you'll be you'll be catching the eye of of, uh, of clubs down the road. And what Stephen Gerrard will need to say within next year or two, because I think most managers would accept whether you're managing Celtic or managing Rangers, the absolute maximum is five years, and then mm-hmm. you're you're done in just about you know mentally, physically, you're done in. So Stephen Gerrard will, will be on season four um, in the summer, and what he'll have to decide in the next year or two is. Do, do I wait for, for, for the Liverpool job? Well, expect at some stage he'll be given a shot at it. Um, or does he think that, no, I'll I'll go down the road and, and, and try a, a Crystal Palace or a Newcastle or a, or a Fulham or a whoever it's going to be um, and, and, and use that to gather experience to then put him uh, more in the, in the eye line. But um, what if it went wrong Liverpool? for him? A bit like uh, That's Frank what Lampard. I was just about, yeah. about to say. That. That's yeah. the, the kind of gamble you would take if you went to a Crystal Palace or a Newcastle or somebody. If it doesn't go well, mm. you struggle. You obviously get sacked. And then he's, his dream job, we all know his dream job at some stage is um, the Liverpool job. Now, I, I just think he will be up here for a, another couple of years. He's got a great opportunity next year. He's done great in the Europa League, now the Champions uh, League the qualifiers get through that get into the group stage because he's done excellently in Europe and I just believe that he will be here another couple of years Do you think he's a shoo-in to replace Klopp whenever Klopp and Liverpool decide to call it a day with each other do you think it's an yep. absolute given yep, I said that, I yeah. said it last week yep. yeah. I, that's the reason why I don't think he'll take another job uh, Squeegee just for the simple fact is that I know he'll need to stay up here and, and get the experience of winning trophies and delivering because you know what it's like up in the west of Scotland the pressures the demands you're put upon is is frightening I know it myself as a player and I think he's handled it ever so well this season so I think it's a great grounding for him being at Rangers and delivering for him then to go into the, the Liverpool job now I hope it's not for another few years yet I'll be honest with you <laughs> yeah. uh, Mark do you buy 
what Jamie Garricker said last week or the week before that he knows him so well he said Stephen Gerrard has caught the Rangers bug he's yeah. loving it there yeah. and it makes you think why would he go just now Champions League coming up yeah. building this dynasty now you know Celtic that period of domination is over at the moment I don't hear so many saying oh Celtic will bounce back next season it's a proper competition going on here just now it's got a lot to gain yeah I, I, I'd be very surprised if, if Stephen Gerrard is not the manager of what, what you can't do is you can't stop there being interest in him and, and, sure. and, and it's a massive compliment to, to, to Stephen and also uh, to Rangers but yeah I fully expect him to be in charge of Rangers um, next season unless Barry said the Liverpool job becomes available and I think everybody accepts even Rangers supporters of Rangers board that he will go there when they come calling whatever whatever he happens to be at that stage of his uh, career which is fine and you would, you would wish him all the best he couldn't turn it down but I see him being at Rangers and um, certainly now and I know there's a long way to go before the transfer window closes and how important recruitment is but um, I would see Celt- um, Rangers right now as, as strong favourites to, to win the league again next year See the thing Squeegee is it's hard to win a title see the thing he'll be looking at the hardest thing is to go and retain it and I think that'll make him desperate and that'll even put his stock even higher next year because he'll go in because I, I, know, I know for a fact Celtic they're, they're wounded and now they're going to come back they're going to get a new manager director of football they're going to get a new a new squad new signings so it's going to be a tough one next season and I think he's ready to roll the sleeves up and go again and make sure he, he retains that title Quick break I can tell you it's uh, who's going to be the manager at Celtic it's Stephen Jarrett at Rangers will it be up against well who will it be next season nobody knows John Kennedy at the moment Roy Keane people are putting money on him at the moment but I can tell you Joshua against Tyson it is happening the deal done this afternoon that is going ahead we're back with Barry and Mark after this The Bull Radio Football Show Let's go Headlines tonight, John McGinn of Aston Villa in Scotland is going to join us. An exclusive interview with Mark Guidi, our big signing over the weekend. <laughs> well, it's been going on for a couple of weeks, yeah. I think. Yeah, yeah I, Barry. I'll need to go in and try uh, negotiate a new contract, and obviously. Speak to the boss. Yeah, yeah I'll need to. Dick, one of those Richard signing. Goff deals, yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> is, was that true, Rangers? There was a Richard Goff deal. We had that with the chair, the, the chairman. I David think Murray. it was yep. common knowledge. Uh, yeah. Yep. Man, what a good deal it was. <laughs> <laughs> That's Barry Ferguson, Mark Guidi, and we're going to take your calls as well. 0808 17 17 700 as we get ready for Sunday, Celtic against Rangers. It's not the Super Sunday we thought it would have been, chasing the title. The title is Rangers already, as you all know, 20 points clear going into the match. But can Rangers have an invincible season? Celtic, will it be a whitewash? They've lost two out of two against their oldest rivals. I see uh, Kieran Tierney, good form last night, good win for Arsenal. And I heard the stat on the telly that he'd never lost against Rangers in normal time during his... his, uh, Well, that's what they said on Sky. But uh, good win for your old pal, uh, Mikel Arteta. Yeah, it was, but in terms of Kieran Tierney, again, it's great to see another top Scottish player performing and mm. you just listen to the commentators and you listen to the guys analyse it after the game what they think of Kieran Tierney they're, I think they're I wouldn't say shocked but I think they're a bit surprised how well he's actually done but he's again last night against Tottenham I thought he was uh, magnificent done unbelievably well for the the goal. the goal and as I said it's great when you not a big fan of watching a lot of the Premier League games but certainly when uh, the young Scottish ones are playing it I like to go and watch and see how they're doing and again last night I've got to bonus with you Kieran Tierney was outstanding for me Mark? Yeah he's, he's a top player and, and I suppose um, you know uh, Arsenal Mikel Arteta inherited him it was Unai Emery that signed him but at 25 million quid don't get me wrong 25 million quid is a massive 
amount of money but I think it's a bargain yeah. now it's probably you know mm-hmm. in terms of the English market uh, I think to get him for 25 million is, is a bargain and I think a few people have said he's he looks like a future uh, captain mm-hmm. and and the thing about your, your Kieran Tierney's your Andy Robertson's your John McGinn's all those boys the uh, Billy even Billy Gilmer mm-hmm. it's your, the fans have, have, have taken them mm-hmm. to their hearts they just feel like they're proper uh, part of the, the, the football club and that's a, a terrific Can testament to the boys because they've, they've got that hunger and desire that mm. Scottish they've got that fire in, the, in their belly that's the way they play and I think quite a lot of these the pundits down there are, are looking and thinking wow what, these these guys they're, they're crazy they fly into tackles mm. but for me just watching Kieran Tierney what I love he's playing with guys who are worth 80, 90, 100 million mm. we're scared to give him a bit yeah. as well when Is they it, don't do the job right. on the pitch he's quickly to turn around and say listen that's not good enough he's demanding for, uh, from them so for me again he, he looks to me that there's no doubt in my mind that um, Arsenal will look mm-hmm. to tie him down in, in a longer term contract and he's 100% a future captain there's no way he'd be late for the match I see Obama Yang the captain was dropped to the bench uh, 300 grand a week Mark you were a goalkeeper Albion Rovers Barry you played at the highest level were you ever late for a match no, never <laughs> yeah. never never late for a meeting or a match that's the high no. standards yeah yeah always uh, if any manager called a meeting say it was one o'clock I would always be down for uh, quarter to one always put my, my watch back and make sure it was 15 minutes early because um, listen that's one of the things that, that you've got to have standards um, and where, where did that come who was it a teammate or was that just something that for your, for your mum and dad for just, a kid or? no just growing up when I, I went in full time market at 15 year old and obviously Walter Smith and Archie Knox there and, and looking at the guys like Richard Goff and, and um, even Al McCoy who's fame oh, for don't, being don't late seen terms, well, terms of team meetings Always there, the and that, that's the thing. When I looked at that that squad and the level of player, they were always um, they were never never late for a, a meeting. No wonder I, I wouldn't want to be late for a meeting under Walter Smith. Indeed, <laughs> that's for yeah. that's for sure. So <laughs> no, I always done that. That's something I always took with me throughout my career. I've done some stupid things in my career, yeah. but I was never late for a team meeting. We all want to wish all the best to Walter recovering in hospital after the operation. The statement came out from Rangers at the weekend, but Mark, on behalf of everyone, we just want to, we're thinking of Ethel and the family, Walter, and uh, we wish them all the best for, for that recovery. Yeah, he's just a, a fantastic human being, first and foremost, a great family, say Walter, Ethel, the boys, um, Neil and Stevie and, and, and the grandchildren. And yeah, it goes without saying, and the, and the whole of Scottish football uh, and society will be right behind uh, Walter Smith. That, of, of that, there is no doubt. Yep, yeah, I've got to echo what, what Martin says here. I'll call Martin Steady Squeed, you know, I'll be more professional. Um, but Walter you just, wouldn't be happy if you were calling no, him. <laughs> no, but what, one thing that this brings football together as well, you see the amount of Celtic fans put messages on, and, and that that's what's special about football. They take the rivalry to the side, and I can only go on. He, he gave me my debut, he was brilliant, he, he was great for me um, in terms of standards and knowing what it was. What it took, sorry, to become a Rangers player. He was tough. Don't get me wrong. Him and Archie were tough on me at times, but they'd done it for a reason, and I, I thank him for that. So respect their privacy, obviously, but yeah. hopefully, um, Walter will be will be fine soon. Let's go on to the lines then. Barry Ferguson, Mark Guidi, Paul Cooney. Let's. It's a first time caller who's on. It's a Hugh Keevan. No, it's a, <laughs> it's a Jack is on the line here from Cowdenbeath. Jack, good evening. Good evening, thank you for having me on. Not at all, Jack. How's Cowdenbeath and Fife? That's all right, we're a bit cloudy today, but ah well. Ah well, yeah. It's always cloudy in Fife. That's right, yeah, not that far from Kelty. About yeah. three mile. There you are. 
Right. Jack, you're through to Barry Ferguson. Uh, yeah, um, my question was to Barry. Um, do you think that the Lowland League will, uh, will resume? Right, Lowland League, of course, Barry is uh, top of the table with Kelty Hearts. Will it resume? No, it looks um, very difficult if it's if it's going to resume, Jack. If I'm being honest with you, I'm just I'm being honest. Look, I'm I'm hopeful that that there might be a, a chance, but. My honest opinion is I don't think it's going to work. Our league's got to be finished by the end of April. We're in the middle of March. Um, there's still no decision coming from um, the SFA, SPFL and obviously the Lowland League. So the longer it goes, every every day um, that moves on, it's looking ever so hard. The only thing we can be hopeful, Jack, is hopefully getting a playoff game. Um whether the, the Lone League put us forward as, as champions, because as you know, we're, we're sitting top of the league now. Um, once everybody plays their games, I think we're four points clear. So that's the thing that we're we are clinging on to. But in terms of getting the, the league games back, I think it's going to be very difficult. Jack, tell us about your team. Who's your team? Uh, my team's Bonner and Gros. So oh. I'm a big fan of Bonner and Gros. Yeah, and they carry a big support, don't they? Uh, yeah, yeah, definitely. When I was watching... Uh, I had um, I was speaking to um, one of the one of the owners of the club, Charlie, mm-hmm. and he said that um, he said that with the game against Dundee when they played them on the BBC mm-hmm. in the Scottish Cup, um, they said they would have sold at the full stand. So yeah, um, I've been I went to the game when they played Hibs a couple of years ago, and they brought a very good crowd there. So yeah, and it's a shame to see like these clubs. Obviously, you've had teams in the west of Scotland as well. It's not played this season. Mm-hmm. And I thought I was very excited to see the Lower Leagues as well because you had Isco Bride um, signing uh, Chris Erskine and Paul Payton um, and then you had BSC signing some good players as well. So it looked very exciting, but obviously with COVID as well, eh, um, obviously people's people safety is first. Mm. Jack, can I ask you a quick question? Strange, from Cowdenbeath, support Bonnie Rig. Where does that come from? Uh, so my, my dad lives in... Uh, my dad's family are from Bonnie Rig. All oh, right, uh, right. My dad... My dad lives in Edinburgh as well, um, but I so my you can't, you can't have everything. <laughs> Are you one of yeah. the ones that was shouting at me the last the last game we played, Bonnie Rig? I'll not say. I'll not say. Right, right, don't it say. was you. I knew it was yeah. you, Mark. Isn't it great? Lifeblood of the game. You know, young people. Jack, what what age are you? If you don't mind me asking, I'm fourteen. I thought you were going to say 42 and a half. Right, you're 14. I thought, isn't that brilliant? Yeah, supporting great. the local team. Yeah, it is. Uh, Bonnie Rig, Robbie Horn. Yep. The manager, yeah, so, uh, and that was Sean Connery's team, of course, mm-hmm. wasn't it? They played Gosh. for uh, many years ago. Uh, I remember doing some uh, PR stuff for, for William Hill at Bonnie Rig Rose when it was uh, the Scottish Cup ties that you're talking about, Jack. But whether it's Bonnie Rig Rose or at the moment it's Barry's team, Kelty, as you mentioned, Jack, quite rightly, uh, East Kilbride, my local team, BSC. I think it, for me, just looking from the outside, Paul, I think it's absolutely heartbreaking to see what all these clubs have put in. From the top, you know, uh, the level of finance, attracting guys like like Barry mm-hmm. to, to to get involved, to to Ian Durant to be um, involved, Jackson as well. You know, your Paul Paytons, your Chris Erskins, your Nathan Austins, all those guys. For them not to be a pathway to try and get into the the top leagues uh, for me isn't acceptable. And Barry's team missed out last season. They won it, and it was stopped from from having a playoff. So if they have to stop it now. Uh, they have to create a pathway from the pyramid system that they promise. It's not acceptable to say there's no way for the Lowland League and the Highland League to get into the, the, the top leagues this season. That can't be done. They must create an opening and have it properly because anything else, then they're letting the whole of Scottish football down. 
Great shout. So that's playoffs. We have to have playoffs. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So Got what's to. happening? The SPFL and the SFA surely come together. Let's get a Zoom call now and get it sorted. It's got to be. You can't You can't have a, a club like, like Barry's, yeah. as I say, that level of investment, players working hard, putting their time in, signing players, all the preparation that's going into everything yeah. for COVID, just to say, no, there's no pathway for you. For the second season in a row, for me, that's not acceptable. Yeah. I, I feel for the pyramid system, uh, the reason why it was created to allow these ambitious clubs yeah. to come into the SPFL, I feel... When these clubs that you can go down to the, the leagues even below us, you can get over the hurdles. But when you come to the Lowland League and you win it, I think there's a brick wall there. They make it really difficult for the Lowland League club to then go and progress into the SPFL. I think it should be if you win your league, you get promoted. Whoever's bottom of League mm. Two gets automatic relegation. And then there's a playoff between second, third, and fourth, and second, uh, yeah. second bottom and third bottom of the the league too because I do know I've been involved in it now for, for um, just under two and a half years and there's a lot of good clubs well ran clubs ambitious clubs a lot of good players guys behind the scenes good managers and I feel for them I'll, I'll be honest with you it's, it's tough and it, sometimes it makes you become a bit disillusioned where why are you down there working so hard I, I'm not just talking about myself I'm talking about teams like Jacks, Bonnie Rig Rose good manager in Robbie Horn very good players BSC good manager good players East Coast Bride with Stevie Aitken and Durante mm. and a lot of good players East Stirling I can go on and on and on there's a lot of good clubs there and I just feel they make it so tough for these clubs to get into the SPFL Jack you've uh, started a good debate there for us it's a really good call can I ask you before you go what about Scotland we're going to hear from John McGinn in about 20 minutes time of Aston Villa in Scotland uh, you love your, your country you'd love to see us do well in the World Cup qualifiers and the Euros as well you're looking forward to that because you will never have seen it a major tournament no no, no I wouldn't have um, I'd, I, when I was watching the Serbia game I just couldn't believe it would qualified but yeah I think I think for the Euro, I think we can go through in the Euros, if we have our two games at Hamden, mm-hmm. which were which were meant to have, but obviously with UEFA saying it, they're wanting fans um, in the in the stadiums as well. But yeah, and for the for the World Cup qualifiers as well, I think we can do very well because we're playing. I think it's Austria at home first. If That's I'm not right. Mistaken. Yeah, a week on Thursday. And listen, I'll give you some news, Jack. It's just come in this afternoon. The game will go ahead at Hamden. I know the Austrians talked about getting it changed but news in the last uh, half an hour the Austrians are set to be without a host of Germany based players they wanted it changed to a neutral venue but it is happening next week Jack so that's good news there you are that's an exclusive you've got it's happening at Hamden. what are you thinking about it? I think we can definitely win I think when I, when I saw the draw um, for the group I, I couldn't believe it um, you had so many other good teams that we could have got like England, like uh, like Holland, like Italy, where you could have got that. Um, I think it was Denmark that replaced them for yep. at the at the topper um, for the seeded one group. Um, but yeah, I, I think it was probably the best, one of the best groups we could have got. And yeah, I think I think we can definitely qualify as well. I think I don't know if we'll come come first, but I think we can definitely come second. You know, his stuff, Jack. Yeah. I think we should Thank sign him up for Go yeah. Radio. Seriously, yeah. Jack. I think uh, as we develop the programmes, you should. Uh, be... No, but it's great. I, I love young boys coming on, and yeah. it's so enthusiastic. Knows yeah. his stuff, and he's talking about Scotland national team, and obviously the the lower leagues. I love, I love that. Well done, Jack. Son, great, Jack. Thanks Thank very you. much for calling, and we look forward to uh, hearing from you at the matches. Cheers, Jack. Thank you. Thanks a lot. Thank you. It's great there. From Fife, the Kingdom of Fife, isn't that brilliant? Fourteen years old. I mean, you can never quite tell. <laughs> 
you know what age but 14 great see the boys and girls that know their football because the women's game is getting back soon as well Leanne will be with us this week Leanne Crichton Sai obviously at Peterhead that's why he's not here a lot now because he's back Play, well, soon back to play football, but he was—he's got a suspension, which is you know hangover from. I don't think he'll get a game. Months ago, that must be frustrating as well. We need to get the women's game back, Mark. Yeah. Uh, do you hear Si on Friday saying that you know? So he trains in Dundee, gets in the car, drives back to Glasgow, and they're all soaking wet, sweat, rain, snow, everything. Yeah. This. What is going on? Yeah, it's, it's it's really difficult for 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 everybody. But there was a great deal of uh, adjustment, um, and you know I think the the football clubs and Scottish football deserves a lot of credit for where they've managed to get it together. And then the women's game, Paul, I'm a big fan of the women's game. My youngest daughter, um, she's 13, she plays football for East Kilbride, and she's just desperate to get back. She's hardly kicked a ball um, in a year as well, and, and, and you feel for them and, and all the coaches and the volunteers that help to bring it all together. So the sooner we're, we're back. The better. She's not a goalkeeper like her father. No, no, she's she's half decent. Oh, she's a good goalkeeper. <laughs> <laughs> no, uh, Mark, you did play, didn't you? You, you played. Yeah. Uh, oh God. Aye. Uh, aye, I, I, I played when I signed for St. Nun in 1990. Uh-huh. Um, Tony Fitzpatrick signed me with players yep. like Paul Lambert was in the team. Uh, Campbell Money, uh, Campbell Money, Thomas and Thomas Stickroth. Yeah. Wow. Uh, Norrie McWhorter. Uh, okay. That was Tommy, cup days. Yeah. Tommy Turner. Tommy was just away, I think, oh, and then yeah. um, Albion Rovers for a season, 92, 93. And then when you get freed with Albion Rovers, Paul, as you know, you know it's time to take stop <laughs> and try and, try and find something else to do. Great. OK, we need to take another quick break and then take more of your calls. 0808 17 17 700. It's the debut for Mark. Mark, are you staying? Barry, is he staying? Yeah, Mark, we're we keeping him. Yep. Yeah, yeah. You've got, you've got a 40 not? minute clause. <laughs> <laughs> Taxi for No, we're back after this. The Bull Radio Football Show. Let's go. This time two years ago, just over two years ago, Brendan Rodgers left the city overnight, went to Leicester City. And was the balance of power changing then? Stephen Gerrard at Rangers, and they've won the title by 20 points. They meet this Sunday, Celtic against Rangers. Scottish government still looking at it. The clubs have responded to the encouragement to come out and make it clear. Don't be on the streets on Sunday. Stay away from... Celtic, stay away from Rangers, whatever. Don't gather together, watch it on the telly, listen here and go radio. Uh, Brendan Rogers has a view on it and he is talking about the match and beforehand he thinks that Celtic should line up and give a guard of honour to Rangers. He was asked about it today. My feeling is always is that you should always show humility and, uh, and class. It's something that for me, despite the rivalry, despite how difficult it is, that you should do and then use it as a motivation going forward. He's saying that from Leicester. At, uh, yeah, I don't, <laughs> I don't think he would say it for the, the rest of Scotland. Um, look, I, I would be in the mindset, see if Celtic, if I was in a, a Rangers player and I was going out, if Celtic wanted to do it, great. See if they didn't want to do it. It wouldn't bother me, mm. Paul, if I'm being honest with you. Um, it's something that, that I'm sure if you ask the players on both sides, they would have the same sort of opinion. So I think there's been too much made of it. If I'm quite honest with you, um, so if Celtic were were to give it on Sunday, do you know what? It's great, great sportsmanship, whatever you want to call it. See if they weren't to give it, it wouldn't bother me one bit, and I'm sure it wouldn't bother the management team at Rangers. It wouldn't bother the players, and it wouldn't bother the fans. Mark Guidi, what's your view? Uh, so what, I, I, I agree hundred percent with Barry. I, I think too much is made of it. See if they want to do it fine. See if they don't. Let's crack on. It's about mm. the football. It's about the ninety minutes. Uh, it means it's not a jot uh, in terms of that five minutes before it uh, when you when you're lining up. And um, yeah, Brendan Rodgers 
exactly what he's saying in terms of use it as a motivation for for going forward, but um, no, and I think in particular when if we take the situation with Celtic in the here and now, they've got to get their fans back on side. They are, are about to start a process where they need to bring in 30 million quid from their fans and season ticket money. And that's going to be a big ask to get the Celtic supporters to to fork out their hard-earned cash again in the, in, the, in the coming weeks. If Celtic decided to give Rangers a guard of honour on Sunday, I think that would send a large number of their fans apoplectic so therefore um, I think for Celtic they can't do it should they do it maybe they should but like Barry said they were at the start I don't think it's a big deal either way I'm just going to Google that, that word that, that Malik apoplectic <laughs> oh, that's a great one <laughs> here's that's a, a great word some of the fans will go apoplectic when we play a bit more of uh, Brendan Rodgers <laughs> we played 47 games over the over the course of the season I think in the league we won 34 drew 4 and then we uh, we obviously won the, the other domestic cup competitions. So to go through that full season, winning all the trophies, not losing in the league, it was um, yeah it was very very difficult. You add into that with Champions League football that season as well, which is a which is a huge demand. And uh, yeah, the, the, the players were sensational that year. It's a season I'll never ever forget. It was a historical season in terms of the first team to have done that. It, uh, it provided a great memory so it's it, it's very very tough to do but to do it was special The Invincibles Rangers well who wouldn't want to be this season and they could still break the record Barry Yeah and it's going to be tough to do but it's a real possibility um, and that's what Rangers listen Rangers tied it up last weekend uh, they've done the hard work now and then you can now go and set other targets and clearly Europe will be a target to get as far as they can they've got the Scottish Cup and also they're unbeaten in the league and that'll be one of the, the targets I'm sure that the manager and the players will be will be speaking about because believe me I've, I've I've been asked um, by a few people will Rangers still be hungry will they go into with a, a kind of lacks a daisical day, attitude no listen you're playing your rivals mm. you're playing you're playing Celtic You'll be, they're going in there to win it and Celtic will be the same Celtic will want to put their, their foot down and, and say to Rangers listen Right, we're for the poor season, but you know what? We're coming back at you, so I can't wait for Sunday. I think Sunday is going to be a proper ding-dong. I think both teams will go right at each other. Um, and as I said, Rangers have got targets in their, uh, in their sight, and one of them will be to remain unbeaten in the league. Liam is on the line, a Celtic fan from Pollock. Liam, good evening. Hello. Hello, how are you doing? Yeah, not bad yourselves. Yeah, good, thank you. So how are you feeling about Sunday? And I know you want to talk about who might be the new, the next manager of Celtic. Yeah, yeah I mean, obviously it's a hard one for the next game. And it's still a big game, even though the league's gone. Um, this is about picking ourselves up and just starting this rebuild and starting to get back to where we belong. But yeah, it's down to who we bring in um, and what's kind of next for Celtic. So who do you fancy as manager? For me, obviously, I've seen a couple of names, but there's only a couple that I've been, I've been kind of interested in. You've got Eddie Howe, and you've also got um, Enzo Mareca, who mm-hmm. uh, seems quite interesting. Yeah, Man City Academy coach. What about the chat about uh, Roy Keane? Played for Celtic for a short time. Manchester United, great. How would you feel about him as manager? For, for me, it's not for me. In my opinion, it's not going to be my choice, I think. We've got, we've got to get rid of that... Um, mindset of bringing somebody in mm. 
down to the Nosey Club and that's we've done that in recent years. Somebody that knows the club that knows the fans. I think when you get out of that, try something different. Mark Guidi, what do you you think though? It would be box office, but would it be long term? Roy Keane at Celtic. Yeah, well, first of all, I'm just I'm just about to Google laxadaisical there that once uh, <laughs> I've done that. Uh, no, I, I can see Liam's point in in, in terms of uh, Roy Keane. I totally get it, and I do think you know, somebody like Enzo Maresca is fascinating. I know um, Robert Snodgrass was on the show uh, last week talking about Maresca, and he worked closely with him at West Ham. Somebody like that. You know, that, that's got clear um, you know, coaching credentials who um, is a real conscientious worker on the training field to go and improve players and that's exactly what, what Brendan Rodgers was you know just listening to him there and, and, and what he said he's an outstanding coach um, I didn't have a problem with him leaving Celtic when he did to go to Leicester as Paul mentioned just over two years ago I thought he was absolutely right to go and take um, the opportunity to go and do that but as for the next manager uh, Eddie Howe doesn't do it for me I have to be honest no uh, no, Why? he doesn't just something about him Paul I don't know what it is just something about it, it strikes me he's been potentially a uh, Tony Mowbray type where it could really implode uh, where it, you know that that's the kind of thing um, that I would say but Maresca, something about him. But again, maybe I'm a wee bit old-fashioned, traditional, what you want to say, but a, a Roy Keane or a Martin O'Neill for Ma- me all day long, uh, Barry. You know? Mark, you know what it's like up here, the, the demands and the expectations put on a manager. And it needs to be somebody who's big and strong, it can handle it and can handle criticism. And, and in terms of Eddie Howe, look, there's no doubt he's a top coach we've seen it we've seen players speak about him I've I've watched him on Sky Sports at games and he speaks very well but Bournemouth to west of Scotland it's totally different when the fans are going to be back next year the 60,000 fans and, and do you know what another thing I don't think the manager will get much time I, I don't think you get much time at the old firm they, they'll expect Celtic to come back fire next season and that's what the Celtic fans will demand that's what Everybody connected to the club will demand. So a manager that comes in needs to realise that he needs to go and get that league title back as quickly as possible. Mark, the Edwards, etc. Would you let them go almost well, act- you, actively now? Yeah, you need to. You yeah. need to let him go. Paul has got a year to go in his contract. Aya, um, as well. Ryan Christie. I mean, you know they've not come out publicly. Mm. We understand why, but the three of them uh, will need to be sold, and then you you need to work on a couple of others. But you need to first of all, you need to go and find a goalkeeper. That's of mm. paramount importance I mean I, I said uh, for me Celtic uh, the complacency set in for me and I thought Celtic were taking 10 and 0 for granted the way they handled the goalkeeping situation last summer between um, uh, Fraser Foster and, and Craig Gordon um, they underestimated the importance of a goalkeeper you only need to look across the city to see Alan McGregor he, for me he's Mark well, I've said having Steve Davis you've played with both of them yeah but I've said see a top goalkeeper worth domestically 15-18 points yeah. a season that's how crucial that position is for me and I agree with, with Mark that's one of the things that Celtic have got totally wrong um, maybe Fraser Foster was too expensive we all get that he's on 80 odd grand a week right but they had a second choice there who's still a top goalkeeper in Craig Gordon and a year he, younger than uh, yeah, Alan McGregor yeah but he'd won trophies he knew the demands they were expected when you, mm-hmm. you played at Celtic and I just found that Strange that they let that 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 uh, Craig Gordon sorry go. It's a great point, um, and he and could be our international number one in the next few weeks because obviously uh, injury to David Marshall at the moment. Yeah, Craig Gordon's a top goalkeeper. Yes, yeah, I, I've played with Craig Gordon, mm. uh, and I know. I just need to look at Alan McGregor, who I know very well, and I know Craig Gordon as well. They get better wage, same as mold. well. The experience, yeah. 
Same mould. Like Paul. Yep, exactly. They get better with experience, like a fine wine. Um, and I, I was... I don't. I found it so strange that Celtic let ah, Craig Gordon go. I couldn't believe it. Inexcusable to not to get him tied up on a on a deal. And I think it was his two hundredth clean sheet Paul at the weekend uh, of his career right. uh, against uh, United mm-hmm. uh, for Hearts. And uh, yeah, if David Marshall's not fit, then uh, Craig Gordon would, would be the the number. I wonder if they would. I wonder if the question's been been asked if he could have tempted the ball Griggsy to to come back. Well, in we asked him Friday. You asked Barry to speak to him. Yeah. yeah uh, why not? Do you know what I I, I think. Listen, the reason why Griggs are retired, he had back issues when he was at Hull City before he came up to Rangers, um, and he just made the decision that he wanted to try and prolong his um, his club career. Uh, and obviously, we getting that extra ten or fourteen days off during an international break um, helps him. But listen, would I love to see him back? Of course, I would. But I just think it's got to a stage where. He's just happy playing um, club football. Great calls, great chat in the first hour. Mark Guidi on his debut here on Glasgow's Go Radio. Barry Ferguson tonight, as always, calling it as he sees it. And coming up after the news, we're going to have the Scotland star, Aston Villa, former St Mirren, Hibs. Many people thought he'd be going to Celtic. It's John McGinn is going to join us just after the news. Feel the heat of the game, the crunching tackles, the near misses and diving headers. Feel the drive from the sidelines. Feel the passion of your captain. Feel the celebrations. Feel the last-minute heartache and the penalty save that changes everything. Feel the heat of the game from the comfort of your own home with OPC Energy Limited. For more information on heat pump servicing and breakdowns, renewable energy and more, visit opc-ltd.uk. The Bull Radio Football Show. Let's go. Thanks for all your calls in the first hour. Thanks to Mark, Nathan, Hazel, and Mary. The dolls are listening in Motherwell and they're saying how much they enjoyed young Jack, who phoned in there from, well, from Fife. It was great to hear him. A 14 year old, a first time caller. He loves his football and he knows his stuff. Yeah, it's great to hear, for, as you just mentioned there, 14 years of age. Um, was right into his, his uh, Lowland League football, yeah. lower league football, and then went on to talk about Scotland and, and knew what was happening in the, the qualifiers. It's great to hear um, young boys like that so passionate about their football. Mark Guidi has joined us tonight. He's now with us on the Go Radio Football Show, fastest growing station in the universe, I think we'll call it, with <laughs> over half a million now to the downloads. So no no pressure, Mark, that we get those numbers up and up. And the business show yesterday, it was great chat again. We'll talk about that later. We're going to hear from John McGinn now. The Scotland star has been speaking just uh, before we came on air with Mark Guidi. John, thanks for joining us on Go Radio on Friday night that was your 100th appearance for Aston Villa you've clearly made a very good impression down in the Midlands how are you enjoying life at Villa? Uh, cheers actually I didn't realise I was getting close to, to that milestone and obviously coming down for up the road you, you are a wee bit apprehensive as to how things will go and I think that for me on Friday night was a, a moment to kind of step back and, and realise how far I've actually come but from then trying to build on that I've always had a had a goal of of trying to improve and, and get to a certain stage and, and you just never know I think being able to get there uh, is a start and going forward a lot of improvement in me and Friday night wasn't one of the ones uh, I'll remember for the rest of my life but um, if you'd asked me a few years ago whether that would be the case I would have played 100 games for Aston Villa I would have, I would have laughed at you so certainly a time that I stood back and I don't really get the chance to do that a lot in my career so definitely a nice moment for me 
and playing down south in the, the top league regarded as, as one of the best in, in the world how good is it just to be involved at that, at that level week in week out John? As I think when I came down for, for Hibs uh, Hibs was the perfect club for me to, to sort of realise my potential and realise that it's not really just about ability and I see it every week now you're, you're up against the world's best athlete I certainly don't look like an athlete but I'm working every day to, <laughs> to improve on that what I've realised and, and what everyone in Scotland especially younger players can probably cling on to is the fact that the, the margins are, are so so slim and, and so narrow that the opportunity is there uh, you definitely need a, a wee bit of luck along the way but uh, if you have the, the hunger and, and basically be open minded to, to make small changes to your game then there really is no end to, to what can be achieved so I'm certainly opening my eyes to that I do have some regrets that it could have happened earlier looking back now but definitely being involved against players of of world class calibre every week has certainly improved me as a player and it's just a privilege to be involved in the games I think at the moment the leagues went a wee bit stale but I think watching that I watch a lot of the, uh, the games of both sides of the border and I think everyone's missing the supporters I'm missing uh, playing in front of the fans and Hopefully, over the next couple of months, with months we can both see the fans inside the ground. Well, you, you mentioned how you're, you're enjoying it. You're certainly helping to fly the flag for, for Scotland down the road. Talk about that. The, the international squad is, is announced this week for the three games later this month. The manager, Steve Clark, has been linked with the Celtic job, but he said he is fully committed to the national team uh, for this period and right through into the Euros. How good is that for you and, and the rest of the boys to hear that, that, that the manager's going nowhere? It's brilliant. First and foremost, I'm not surprised he's, he's been connected and, and linked with uh, with the job. He's a brilliant manager, says it how it is, and he's obviously worked at the, at the top clubs across England and, and up here. He made a brilliant difference to Kilmarnock, and, and as a team, it was, it was probably slow initially as to how we'd sort of set up under him, but the more and more we got used to how he worked and, and the style of play, it certainly has benefited us going forward. And the recent success is, is only really a platform and he's as hungry as his players to go and carry that on. And it's it's nice to hear that there will be a bit of continuity and hopefully he stays. There'll be other teams looking to try and nab him, but hopefully uh, Ian Maxwell and SFA can keep a hold of him for, for a while yet. On the, the squad announcement, there's been, you know, Steve Clark said that most of the of the guys, he knows who his squad's going to be for, for this month and into the Euros, but there'll maybe two or three positions up for grabs. Names such as... Um, Patterson at Rangers, Turnbull at Celtic, they've been mentioned as as, as potentials. A, are, are those boys up to it, do you think, John? And B, does it make sure that you guys and the other established ones don't take your positions for granted? I think you've always got a wee bit of apprehension before the, the squad gets announced. The more games you play, the more comfortable you feel with it. But you do have an eye on people coming up. And it's been brilliant to watch Turnbull. I think it took him, took him a while to get into the team at Celtic but you can tell the, the quality he's got and Nathan Patterson's like a young Alan Hutton somebody who I uh, speak to near enough every day down here he just lives around the corner from me and he told me keep an eye on this boy he's, he's pretty good he maybe doesn't dive as much as Hutts did but um, <laughs> he's certainly and it's a position that's that's up for grabs from a, from a number of people across the country definitely so there will be people keeping an eye on it and I think that the recent success of the national team is, is making younger players hungrier to improve and, and succeed and hopefully be involved in major tournaments with Scotland in the future 
and for, for players like myself, it's always nice to, to have competition and stay on your toes. I think at any level, if you're, you're comfortable and uh, you feel as if your position's secure, then you just kind of halt, stay there and don't improve. So it's nice to have guys chatting on the door and, and certainly challenging for the positions. John, staying on Scotland, we're all hoping that there'll at least be some of the Tartan Army allowed into to Hamden in June for the, the qualifying games in Euro 2020. Um, how important would it be for the players to see the fans inside Hamden in June? I, I th- I'm desperate I can only speak for, for myself personally but you dream as a as a young player to play at a sold out Hamden don't know if that's going to be possible we're, we're aware that it's going to be difficult it's going to be touch and go but I think it would it would benefit us massively to have as many fans as, as possible and I think for, for those fans that have travelled all around the world to see so many bad nights and to see so many nights who were so close uh, they deserve to to enjoy a major tournament and it would just be gutting if, if that opportunity was taken away from us but we are understanding that uh, that it will be a tough call but hopefully the call goes in our favour and, and we'll have fans in at Hamden for, for the first game One final question John we'll let you go we know, we know you've only got a, a minute left just very quickly uh, Neil Lennon your, your old gaffer at Hibs has recently parted company with, with Celtic They've some sympathy for Neil how it all kind of worked out from this season? No, I was gutted obviously um, working with the gaffer at Hibs, uh, I developed a close relationship with him and for me as a player it was brilliant to have someone that was such a winner and drilled into me every day what it what it took and, and what it meant to, to play for a club that expect to win every single week and, and even though it was at Hibs he kinda drilled that mentality into us as players. So it was it was tough to watch. I don't know the, the reasons as to why they weren't as, as successful, but I've no doubt in my mind that with the success he's had at previous clubs and, and the calibre of manager and guy he is, he'll be back in as, as soon as possible. Great. Thanks for that, John. Thanks for joining us in Go Radio. It's been a pleasure speaking to you. Good luck. No worries. Cheers, Mark. Exclusive. John McGinn there with Mark Guidi. Great chat. Brill- brilliant yeah. chat. Um, great to hear him. I thought he spoke very, very well. Um, and as I said, look when when he was at St Mern, um and then went to Hibs, you could see there was a a, a good player there. But I'll, I'll be honest with you, surprised me how well he's done. But you've got to give him every credit. I think he's went down there. We're just speaking off here. I think he's went down there with the mindset as what an opportunity I've got, and he's worked even harder um, on his game. And it's listen, it, it's proven it'd be great for him because, as I said, every time I've watched Aston Villa, everybody talks about Jack Grealish, and no wonder because the yeah. guy's a phenomenal footballer. Mm. But John McGinn's a massive part of that Aston Villa team. Um, you see how much he, he means to them, and the way he goes about his business. And see, technically, I think he's got even better mm. um, over the years. That was one thing that he may be labelled against them. Could they go and run a game? But the games that I've watched for Aston Villa. He's took the, the bull by the horns and, and ran games of football for, for Aston Villa and again as well for the international team he's been he's been excellent he'll be one of the first names on the team sheet for Stevie Clark Mark you can hear how hard he's worked over the past 18 months or whatever to build himself as a player yeah, an athlete d- dedicated and follows young John's career from as Barry said his early days at St Mirren you know a fine footballing uh, family and uh, he has as Barry said he's, he's gone down there and, and he's worked uh, hard uh, he's you know for a media point of view Paul he's a brilliant talker mm-hmm. which is always yeah. good you know he knows how to express things he's a firm favourite with the Aston Villa fans um, and as, as Barry said he'll be one of the first names on, on Steve Clark's uh, team sheet absolutely first class see when I look at him he's an all round midfield player and what I mean he can tackle he can score goals 
he can pass the ball he can dictate a game um, probably before he went down to um, Aston Villa he's probably just one of the ones where he says he was a real hard worker in mm-hmm. the middle of the park so he's improved in a, a couple of aspects of his game and as I said every time I watch him I enjoy watching him because for me he's a proper midfielder Barry Ferguson, Mark Weedy, Paul Cooney on the Go Radio Football Show. Flying through the second hour, we're going to take loads more calls. We're looking forward to Rangers on Thursday night against Slavia Prague. Will they go into the last 16 in the Europa League? Surely they will. We'll talk about them shortly. Paul, in the last eight, of course, they're in the last 16. Uh, Paul, a Celtic fan's on the line in Kirkintilla. Good evening, Paul. Hey, hi. Good evening, Paul. Good evening, Mark. Good evening, Barry. How are you doing? Hi, Paul. Hi. I'm jumped to Dyke here. Uh, I usually talk on Super Scoreboard, but okay. I'm trying something new. So, Listen, it's good uh, to have you on board. Yeah. So, Paul, what do you want to my, say? Uh, my point tonight is about the the success of Kieran Tierney and the continuation of Scottish clubs selling their best assets off at a ridiculously low, low price. Mm-hmm. Now, when Celtic get £25 million for Kieran Tierney, <clears throat> We convinced ourselves that that was a good deal. Personally, I was raging. If you if you had watched the guy, you'll know that failing injury, he is going to go on and be a top player. As good as Andy Robertson, Andy Robertson's in a better team yeah. at the time. Yeah. Now, we continually do this. I mean, when guys for Celtic have left, they have moved on for what seems like money. But when you look at it, you look at the career they've had, Virgil van Dijk, Wanyama, and I'm only mentioning the Celtic guys because we, yeah. we're the only team recently that sold Endy for money, mm-hmm. Moussa Dembele. Now, this this works as well about signing guys within Scotland, like Celtic Penny Pinched when they could have got John McGinn. Now, I'm sure that if Celtic had signed John McGinn, he would have still got to the Premiership. They would have got Champions League experience and then he could have maybe went on. Mm-hmm. But I think that we continually, and it's, it's as long as it doesn't change, the, the money, we need to keep some of the money in Scotland as well. You look at some of the, the guys in England, I mean, you look at some of the left backs, you look at some of the defenders, you look at some of the guys that signed for £20 million, all in Burnley. I mean, we sell ourselves way, way too short mm-hmm. all the time. Yep, Barry, you've uh, you've said that all season. Mark, where do you stand on it? Uh, yeah, I mean, I, I can see where Paul's coming from. Um, the only thing is, you know, there's, there's just so much financial um, uncertainty, and we're not going to turn this into the the business program. We'll leave that to to Lord Hockey and uh, Sir Tom. But um, it, we'll see how it settles down, uh, Paul. But you're right, you know, Kieran Tierney looks a bargain at twenty five million. Um, I think the biggest price after that was was eighteen Musa Dembele to Leon, mm-hmm. and then you've had a few at ten, eleven, twelve, Van Dyke, Wanyama, Megidis, Alan Hutton's, Fraser Foster's. Uh, I mean, you think that, as I mentioned right at the top of the show, eighteen years ago Barry Ferguson goes for six million pounds, mm-hmm. which was a lot of money. But what would a modern day Barry Ferguson? Uh, be worth uh, how much in, in today's well, Barry Ferguson yeah. if he was leaving Rangers yep. now mm-hmm. uh, Barry Ferguson for me would be Kieran Tierney money um, if not look, and I'm not saying that because Barry's sitting that no. season I don't want him but you speak to anybody that's played with Barry mm. Paul, and they'll all tell you I was spoken to them you know Lee McCullops Chris Boyds and they'll tell you who's the best player you've played with and to a man they all say 
Barry Ferguson so it shows you the the, 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 the calibre of him and, he, and his CV speaks uh, for itself and he he excelled for Blackburn Rovers and went back down to Birmingham uh, under um, Big Alec but uh, it depends but Paul who, who you know when you look at if you take um, the sort of five or six that, that could potentially leave the old firm this summer from Tavernier to, to, to Banisic to Kent to Morelos to, to Ayer to, to Edward to Christie you know, there's the, it'll be interesting to see what kind of fees come in for them the bearing in mind Rangers not back 16 last summer mm-hmm. for Morelos they not back 11 for Kent from Leeds so are, are they more now? They I, I see where Paul's coming from in terms of it's a selling market up here yeah. that's the problem they're selling clubs um, for me now watching Kieran Tierney as I always do when Scottish players are on live on TV Kieran Tierney's 75 80 million quid now if somebody's going Easy. to if somebody's going to try and buy Kieran Tierney that's how much he's going to cost there's no doubt in my mind about it um, in terms of the other ones I mean I just laughed there when I think it was somebody said Van Dyke £12 million for, yeah. for Virgil Van Dyke I know it was down to Southampton first and obviously Southampton paid £80 million quid, but it's cheap we, but that's the, the issue we've got up here there's not a lot of money um, there's not a lot of TV money uh, behind the clubs up here so that is a market that clubs do look at and they get the players mm-hmm. uh, for a lot less money and what they probably should be getting for them that's my honest opinion but you look at the players that went down look, as I just mentioned there Kieran Tierney John McGinn mm-hmm. went down for three, three and a half wow. three million three and a half now why Celtic didn't sign John McGinn for an extra half a million I don't I think I've said it plenty of times on the show crazy John McGinn now you're looking at 50 million quid Paul, that must have driven you nuts when he moved to Villa rather than come to the East End. Well, the whole the whole thing is a, a, a real disappointment to me that the way that the way uh, What's the way back for you then, Paul? You've got podcasts, you know, you know the club, you know your football. Realistically, then, what is going to happen over the next few months at Celtic? So, what's the management? Do you know who's going to come in, or who would you want? Well, I, can I just say, say a wee bit about my podcast in recent weeks? Uh, in recent weeks, I was lucky enough to get the uh, one of Liverpool scouts mm-hmm. on uh, for an episode. And their attitude is that they will only try to take a player if they can see them genuinely making an impact in the first-team squad mm-hmm. or getting into the first-team squad. Now, Liverpool took uh, this young Celtic goalkeeper, Liam Burke, uh, yep. and they took it to Liverpool and you would think that the way we do it we sign development players it was on the bench a couple of weeks ago mm-hmm. now how much is that young guy got to be worth just because he's been on the bench yep. so the English clubs are looking up here two young boys who went to Bayern Munich from Celtic but we need to and it's I think Celtic and Rangers could do it because they've got the financial clout so I just think that we need to hold our ground a wee bit more. Hold our nerve. Than, That's a good point. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah th- th- for me, th- th- there's certainly good young players up here. I'll just use a, a name for example, David Turnbull. <laughs> Three million pound. I think if he continues to progress the way he's progressed this season and the games that I've seen him, he's going to be worth 15 million quid. And he'll end up having to go um, down to England and play in terms of because that kind of offer money to, uh, sorry if somebody offers that kind of money to Celtic they won't be able to knock it back but there's certainly good players up here and I, look, I'm, 
I'm not surprised that, that clubs down in England look up here because there's players for me that could easily go down and play uh, in the Premier League. And Mark, Motherwell fans will be saying three million is a steal. It's almost like the Celtic situation looking at the Kieran Tierney at 25 million. Yeah. Turnbull at 3.3 million or whatever. Yeah, it, 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 it was money well spent. He's probably been the, uh, you know, the one sort of plus point for Celtic this season, you know, considering the, the, his injury and, and how he's come through it. And uh, yeah, he's been a proper player. And Celtic fans were, you know, couldn't understand the decision why he was he was substituted against Dundee United at Tannadice, um, you know, eight, eight days ago. And, and you could see it why he's. He's looking at a, a proper player. Paul, can I ask you a question? Do you build the Celtic team round about Turnbull? Yes, I think you do, I. I think he's one of the kind of... He's a different player, that he's always looking to go forward. He's always looking to create. But they've also got a, they've also got a young guy as well, Sorrell, who mm-hmm. I think mm-hmm. is a fantastic football player. And as the... A more mobile... Uh, kind of Neil Lennon kind of thing mm-hmm. back in the day uh, I, I, the young the French boy with Chelsea can't he, he's that kind of mould now uh, I think that uh, as I say it just uh, frustrates me that we sell ourselves short all the time uh, if you think about the amount of foreign guys that have come up here or English guys that have come up here and no made it mm-hmm. who are supposed to be quite uh, top players now end of leaves Scotland for big money I, I kind of think I feel you to be honest that's a good point there aren't many failures well, I know where he's coming from I've yeah. seen a lot of, I've seen I can only speak for the Rangers side spending big money Sorry, players, Andrew Flo. players coming in um, from good leagues big teams and struggle in Scottish football because it's a it's a half place to play believe me it's easy at home see when you go away from home it's a battle going to have to take a quick break Paul good call thanks very much speak again we're back with Mark Guidi Barry Ferguson Paul Cooney next The Bull Radio Football Show Let's go So much happening in sport today the big fight is on Joshua against Tyson Fury guys you'll be watching no matter what the cost or whatever it could be £50 Mark to watch do you uh, think? I, I, they, they were talking about it's normally about 20 quid isn't it for a, for a mm. paper you're talking about at least double 40 quid at least uh, I'll come round to your house Paul and watch <laughs> <laughs> socially distanced of course which we are here in the studio we're at least 10 yards apart Mark Guidi who's joined us here on the Go Radio Football Show with OPC Energy Limited side playing football more and more Barry we're here tonight tomorrow night on the programme is going to be Rob McLean Stephen Cragen and John Hartson so uh, great line up tomorrow Wednesday Barry we're here with Leanne Crichton who top player absolutely brilliant yeah, on the game well, Leanne, she? Yeah. Yeah, he knows yeah. the game inside out and it's great to see that obviously I think our league starts back in the 4th April that's right um, yep. I think that's yep. that's right so and you've got the derby as well Glasgow City playing Celtic so that's a big game mm-hmm. yep uh, and she takes you on I like that she just doesn't say yes yes Barry you know she takes you on uh, it's a, yeah. a few over the yep. top tackle she's done um, in the studio <laughs> and that's for sure Thursday Mark you're coming back and you're on with Rob and uh, Craig Moore oh, so big guys yeah. yeah big guys love big guys yeah, great guy I'll tell you what what a, he loved a tackle Barry didn't he my yeah. god big guys love leaving a, leaving see, a bit see, in the, the centre forwards I mean tough I, I think if you ask any like, back in the, the days when you had um, obviously Larson Hartson, and Sutton I think if you ask the three players who were top players top top players what Craig Moore was like they would say top defender tough but a lot of people forget he was a good footballer as yeah. well mm. Mark, yeah. he, he could get the ball down everything was simple but for me 
He's the, he's the best centre. I'm not just saying it because he's my mate. He's the best centre half I've I've played with. Um, in terms of he'd, he'd everything real like nasty side to him, but a good footballer and great great teammate as well. Great in the dressing room. He also showed. I think he showed. And you're talking about with players that you've played with and how you need to survive here, whether you're a manager or not. Great mental strength. Because remember the first spell at, at right back. And the fans were on his side a wee bit, and then yeah, advocate subbed him after twenty minutes, one mm-hmm. game as well, and yep. it did. So I think as well, and coming over from Australia as a 15, 16 year old and settling mm-hmm. here, no family. Um, so I think that the mental strength mm-hmm. as well that Big Oz displayed, you know, to come through it and to become a proper Rangers player and be a successful one speaks volumes for him. Yep, and Mark's right. He, he played it right back, and if you ask him, it wasn't his position. But he was one of the players, man. He, he wouldn't like complain about it. He'd just go and do a job for his team. But once he get he get moved into that centre half area, he was he was absolute. I mean, him and Amaruso had a great partnership together. Um, they worked really well together and it was brilliant to play in front of both of them so the football keeps coming at the weekend Livingston a 2-1 win a great win for them so they are top six they played against Ackies it was a good game but they took the points and Ross County lost 2-1 to Hibs they were a goal up but 2-1 Hibs there was controversy as well about penalties etc and this weekend Dundee United Aberdeen Hamilton against St Mirren what a tie that is going to be. Kilmarnock against Motherwell. Again, Kelly needs every single point they can get. It's not looking good for them. Livy against Hibbs. Are Hibbs going to be third? And St Johnson against Ross County. Another battle there. St Johnson looking for top six. Ross County looking to stay in the league. And Celtic Rangers on Sunday. Super Sunday. Can we call it that? I think we will. Cy Ferry, Barry Ferguson, Paul Cooney. And we're on before 12. It's the early kickoff. We'll be on until three. Before that, tomorrow at lunch time on Go Radio News Joe Maguire will bring us the news about the Scotland squad Scotland playing three World Cup qualifiers uh, Austria's the first one a week on Thursday Barry do you think there'll be some new players coming in the midfield we've got so many uh, choices and in the defence as well who do you reckon is going to come in? In terms of the midfield I think we've got some top talent um, in the midfield um, if you're asking my opinion mm. in terms of do I think there'll be any new new, new players newcomers, I, I, yeah. I think there might be a couple um, I'll go for it as, listen it's just my opinion I think David Turnbull I'll get the, the nod um, to come into the squad um, as I said since he's come back into the Celtic team again I've I've always been impressed with him I just like him when he, he's played in a struggling team mm-hmm. but he's the one that goes and tries um, to get the ball and do something and, and make things happen so I think he deserves a shot and it'll be good to for Stevie Clark as well to see how he, he operates in the uh, the full squad and amongst um, as I said top players I want to ask who's next Mark do you agree with that yes or no would you think David Turnbull will come yes. in yes, yes for sure great next one Barry who do you think I think there might be a chance for Nathan Patterson he's been so impressive the last yeah, couple of weeks yeah, yeah in terms of if you look at the way we play obviously the wing back role um, we've got Stephen O'Donnell and that's probably only one I mean for me it'd be a shoe in for uh, for I'm to pick Nathan Patterson mm. there's no doubt about it um, I think he's done really well since he's come in he's obviously had a tough um, week or 10 days through the Covid situation the five at the party but I think he's come back and he's he's realised that he's made a mistake he's got a second chance and he's been exceptional so that that might be one that I think Stevie Clark could um, look upon to bring in because in terms of James Forrest I think He's a cert to be in the squad, but he's, I think it's too quick for James Forrest. Too back soon. off, yep, back mm-hmm. off a, 
a long term injury. Um, so I think he'd be good backup in terms of again good experience for a young player coming into the, the full national squad. Mark Guidi, what do you think? Nathan Patterson first. Yeah, I mean, I think he's worth having a look at. You know, we we do need to to look at the right back position. So again, when you can go and play for Rangers and play in Europe and hold your own, then yeah, I think that speaks volumes about you. Um, but the biggest concern, Paul, um, not only for this month but moving forward into Euros, we are struggling at number nine. We really are struggling badly um, at number nine. And if you can't score goals. You know, you've got a serious problem. Lyndon Dykes obviously is finding it tough yeah. at QPR. We love him in a Scotland top, and you wouldn't put it against him being able to score, but he's finding it tough down there. And yeah. of course, uh, what's happened to Lee Griffiths, who was amazing for Scotland? Those goals we'll never forget two years yeah. ago at Hampden against that, England. But, yeah, yeah, that's the problem. It's two, three years ago, Paul. You can't, um, uh, you know, he's admitted it himself uh, at times this season. He, he used the word disgrace mm. to describe himself and he was absolutely um, spot on he's been given given numerous chances um, and for a variety of reasons um, he's not somebody that, that you could say for sure or he'll, he'll be ready um, for the summer and, and, and some of these we know are, are very unfortunate personal circumstances yeah. um, etc but he said it himself he, he's, he's been a disgrace at times um, this season and um, but it's not too late for him mm. because there's he's got Sunday. Say, there's at least two number <laughs> yeah. there's at least two strikers positions up for grabs, mm. so it's not too late for him. It's a shame. I, I'll be honest with you in terms of you mentioned the name Lyndon Dykes there. I don't think he's an out and out goal scorer, Lyndon Dykes, but I think he's a very good forward in terms of the way he holds the ball up. And he, listen, you, you can never doubt his work rate. His work rate's been phenomenal in a, a Scotland jersey. I'd just have loved to have seen both him and Griffiths play together. I think they would have dovetailed brilliantly. Um, but Mark's just mentioned that Lee's admitted that he's probably not been the most professional. Mm. Um, I know he's had his, his problems. And thankfully, he's through them. I just want to see him play games of football because he'd be so important for our international team. Yeah. Um, for me, he's the best centre forward in Scotland there's no doubt about it there's no doubt about his qualities in terms of what he brings to a team and he's the most out and out goal scorer for me so hopefully Mark just mentioned it there is still time hopefully he gets a bit of game time between now and the end of the season and he can force his way uh, back into the Scotland team the starting team by coming on on Sunday and scoring, Barry? Maybe not. <laughs> maybe, maybe we'll leave it to the following week. A consolation goal. <laughs> yeah, that'll be all right. Sean's on the line. He's called in to the Go Radio Football Show. Sean in Edinburgh. Sean, good evening. Good evening. How are you, How are you guys? Good. How is it in the capital? Yeah, not bad. Just raining as usual. Yeah. <laughs> well, listen, welcome to uh, the Go Radio. So you've got a question here you want to ask Barry about his future. Yeah, I just, well, just want to say... Um, I was just going to ask Barry what would he think about Sony's hat and either getting an Aberdeen job well let me say there's no way we'd want to lose you from Go Radio so the Aberdeen job Derek McInnes left last week was pushed he's gone Barry would you be interested no no, no just uh, I've got obviously the job at, at Kelty still in hand and we've still got hopes of uh, the playoff and, and what I've done is I've, I've says to the club I've had a couple of offers over the past year, year and a half that have, have not suited me. Um, and I gave Kelly my word that I would be there to try and get them back into the, the leagues. And then I can I can go and make um, other decisions if I want to continue on the, the management side of it. So I've got a couple of things that are, are ongoing. I'm enjoying being ongoing radio. Uh, go radio, sorry, should I say. So, and but, so, so are we. Yeah. yeah, but in terms of just now, I, I've got a job. 
and I'm fully focused on making sure that we get a playoff and trying to get obviously Kelty back into the well no back in but back to where I think the club should be and that's the SPFL Mark what's your assessment of it though Barry Ferguson I mean that kind of move wouldn't surprise you take take it out the the fact that he's in the room here just now a club like Aberdeen with Barry's success as a manager at Kelty uh, and his track record as a outstanding player but there's one thing that, that, that Barry Ferguson would have walking into any dressing room um, in Scotland as as a manager would be the respect level from the players in the dressing room because of what he's achieved um, in the game and his knowledge of the game his ideas in the game the fact that with the greatest respect to Kelty Hearts and to Clyde that Barry was willing to go down to that level mm-hmm. Um, and, and, and go and work and go and graph with part-time players and, and put it in so you can see that there's a real appetite and love of the game which goes a long way um, and it's really up to Barry you know if, if Barry wants to go and kick on in management I'm sure he can go and become on the radar Aberdeen could become the Rangers manager within the next five years but it's whether Barry's got an appetite to go and do that he loves his media work he's good in the media he's very very good at it um, but you know some people they don't want to do it, you know, it, it's particularly a club like Rangers or a club like Aberdeen, it's seven days a week, it's 24 hours a day, there's no hiding place, there's nowhere to switch off. The, the abuse that you take um, for it and all that kind of thing that your family's on the receiving end of too, do you want to put yourself and your family through that? Some of them don't. The guys that do, good luck to them, they deserve everything that, that they get, all the credit that's going. But if you don't want to do it, I totally respect that as well because some guys just enjoy the media and it's not, it's not easier being in the media because you've got to put yourself out there to, to be shot at um, as well. But if Barry wanted to go and kick on in management, I think he can go and be a full-time manager at a top club all day long. It would be box office yeah. for Scotland, oh, wouldn't it? You know, Can you yeah. imagine it? Stephen yeah. Gerrard, Barry Ferguson there and whoever at Celtic. But Barry did say, absolutely, you're at Kelty Hearts. That's what you're concentrating on. And the media work here because we're building something special in Go Radio. Try to get me off Go Radio. I've just said, I've, I've just said <laughs> we're building something special here in Go Radio. So, And, and you're central to that. So th- this is a big project here that Barry, we have. I didn't get that yeah. contract. <laughs> yeah. I know, I'll be in um, tomorrow morning. Yeah, the will be on. No, it, it is. This is, uh, you know, this is not happening just by chance this is a project to build a f- the no, greatest radio see, station see here in Glasgow of, yeah. in terms of management you can do it it's easy just to go in and go behind the scenes at a club and, and work your way up inside a club I, I just maybe people will look at it and say I've done it the wrong way I just wanted to go down and, and really get my hands dirty mm. that's the way I looked at it but it's, do, it's but, doing much right for you but there's not a wrong way it's doing much right for yep. you and your family and do you know what I've learned so much see over the, the last mm. six seasons I've been involved and um, it's been great at the lower level I was always a fan of lower level uh, football if I'm being honest with you I had many mates who were down at that level and I would go and watch them if I had time off and I see what these kind of clubs mean to their communities as well that was a, a big thing for me but I've got a platform at Kelty where they've allowed me to go and do my own thing and I've built over the last two just over two years I've built something really good um, and the only problem I've got is we've been knocked back last season it's this season we're still waiting on answers so hopefully over the next couple of weeks I'll kind of know what, what way um, it's going at Kelty and hopefully a playoff Sean are you an Aberdeen fan and apart from it being Barry who would you no, like no I'm actually, no, I'm actually a Celtic fan here, but I was just right. was asking just because obviously a lot of, yep. I was reading about Stephen Glass and his Scott sure. Brown assistant, mm-hmm. and I, really, I, I don't think Scott Brown would be, I think he should still play, but I just think with Barry's calibre of football, I think he'd be a great fit for everybody, but obviously as you said, he's not a state at Kelty, but I, I just think he'd be a good fit for 
Aberdeen. That's just my opinion, to be honest. But see, see in t- terms of Scott Brown, I, I, I've been thinking about this over the last couple of days. I, I couldn't see Scott Brown doing that. No, I'll be honest no, with you. Is, yeah. Player uh, coach at Aberdeen, no. I, I think he's got a role to play at Celtic mm-hmm. still in terms of even next season. Still, as a, a maybe a player coach going into the the twenty ones and maybe like coaching mm. the younger ones but still have a role to play in the, the dressing room and club captain even if we, he's not playing knew, all the time I know yeah. how important that is with a guy who with has experiences with new players coming in him letting them know and being there and also being available to play I don't think he's I think he'll admit he's he's going to be I think he's 36 now he'll be 36 in June he'll be 36 in June he's not getting any younger but I still think he's still got a role yeah. to play at Celtic um, I've been asked this a few times over over the last week when that kind of news broke but mm-hmm. me if you're asking my opinion I still believe Scott Brown has, has got a role to play at Celtic Sean that's a really good call thanks very much Barry did not know that was coming up I saw your eyebrow going up when I mentioned it so what, for what he said Mark do you expect him to be in the dugout at Tanadice <laughs> at the weekend <laughs> no Barry will be here with us and with there's Celtic there's a game Hearts. on Sunday that's right indeed <laughs> Celtic against Rangers uh, enjoy it on the telly turn it down and turn up goal the Bull Radio Football Show. Let's go. Thanks to Chris for the travel this week. Monday to Friday, the Go Radio Football Show with OPC Energy Limited. PC here with Mark Guidi, our new signing. And uh, getting a new contract is Barry Ferguson. We'll announce it shortly. <laughs> the extended. We'll do the... Uh, what they did at Dundee, a 10 year deal. <laughs> Barry Ferguson, he is going an option nowhere. of five. Yeah. He's just stopped by Aberdeen. Yeah. There we go. We never know what's coming up, Mark. That's the thing. It's great. Loads of, you know, we love our football. No, I've, uh, I've, 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 I have to say, just my first night, Paul, sorry, but I yep. thoroughly enjoyed it. Great back working with yourself after um, uh, nearly 20 years. And uh, to be on with, with, with Barry, who I've known since he was a, a kid, breaking into the, the Rangers' first team um, in 1997, 98. Mm. Um, so great. And uh, I've enjoyed the, the callers and the chat about the, the football. It's great to get that time just to yeah. bounce things about all the different uh, teams. So I've thoroughly enjoyed it. He's not that happy with you. How, did you just say he's worth £30 million now? He would have been, how, <laughs> how much would Barry Ferguson be? It was £6 million. £6 when million he, when he 18 went. years ago. Yeah. And, and even then, I have to say, that that was a bargain because Rangers were starting to hit some financial problems at, at that time. You know, Lorenzo gets sold, didn't he? And so yeah. they had to down downsize a bit when Big Ali was here. You just won the treble in two thousand and three. So I think normally, you know, you'd you'd have got or you should have got eight or nine mm-hmm. for Barry. And I think if they had to like like, like Graham Souness and there was others sniffing a bit. There was like Liverpool and Man uh, City and few, yeah. Newcastle. You know, there was there, there was a few. So um, uh, yeah, but look, like I said, the the, the greatest actor that. It's not about me, it's about guys that have played with Barry and they've said that he's the best Rangers player that, that, that we've played and I think that sums it up. Old Firm Week on Sunday is Celtic against Barry's old club, Rangers. Rangers going unbeaten all season. And more importantly, just now, on Thursday night, a chance to go last eight in the Europa League. Barry, uh, a draw over there, it's a, it's a good result. Um, well, I would have took it yeah. after the first uh, 30 <laughs> minutes of the, yeah. the game when I was I was yeah. watching it. I still I think they were just blowing a few cobwebs off. Um, but they started to get a grip of the game. They got that vital equaliser. And I thought in the second half, they, they became stronger, Rangers, and, and they could have even nicked it. But I think if you, you ask the manager... Um, beforehand would he have took a one each draw over there and then take them back to Ibrox I think he would have he'd have taken it because let, let's be honest with you they're not a top team they're a good team for me and um, they've got some handy players some players that can hurt you and you don't get into the last six, 16 of a tournament if you're not a good team so and plus 
they obviously defeated Leicester the previous round so they've still got a lot of work to do but I would say Rangers are, are firmly in the driving seat if, if they, they get their heads on uh, they prepare right mm. mentally and Which physically they will do, won't they? I've no doubt about it what an opportunity to get into the quarterfinals now and then when you start getting into the quarterfinals Paul and Mark you'll know need a wee bit of luck and if you get a wee bit of luck of the draw you can then think of semi-finals and it was similar um, when when the team I played, yep. it, played in you looked and you were like maybe avoid that team we've got a wee chance so great opportunity for, for Rangers on Thursday night and I'm sure as I say if they approach it in the right manner they'll get every chance of being in the quarterfinals Mark what do you reckon? Yeah I mean I, I agree with Barry I think if you offered Stephen Gerrard a 1-1 draw before the game yes because you look at the previous four or five days the 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 emotion of being crowned league champions mm. they were allowed to let their hair down rightly so you know for, for 24, 48 hours and they enjoyed it and I love to see that it was great uh, and then you're having to prepare yourself for, for the Thursday travelling away from home as Barry said considering how Rangers started so to, to, to fight back and get the, the equaliser from Hollander then the world class save from, from Alan McGregor in the last minute um, I would make Rangers 55-45 favourites to go through but they'll have to be right on it mm-hmm. um, right on it because Slavia Prague are a proper mm-hmm. uh, football team you know, just because they don't come from France or Germany or, or mm-hmm. Italy we kind of sometimes will un- underestimate opposition but they are uh, a top side but if Rangers get into the quarter final if they're in the draw um, later in the week I'd, I'd, you know, bear in mind we, we would all fancy Arsenal and Spurs mm-hmm. to get through Man United a little bit different um, I'd love to see a battle of Britain mm. yeah it'd be good It'd be good But first and foremost They, they can't think ahead Yeah They can't think Oh listen We're so close to the quarters you've, you've got to get your game head on And prepare right And I'm sure The way the managers went about his business This season um, and, and same I've got to say The, the players I, I do believe If they're, they're bang on it Which they've been the vast majority of this season I do think They will get the better of, of um, Slavia Prague Because as I said that They've got players that can hurt you yep. it was proven um, Stanchu la- yep. yep last Thursday we've got some handy players as I said but for me I think Rangers will just edge it and get through into the, the quarters Mark as a former president of the Scottish Football Writers Association I stand and salute <laughs> you <laughs> who would be your player of the year maybe still a wee bit early for you or do you uh, know who it would be uh, I, I, you know if, if you ask me um, at the turn of the year I said James Tavernier all day long looking at it now I'd have to say um, Stephen Davis or, or Alan McGregor but I'd have to go with the, the goalkeepers union and uh, if, if I had to vote right now uh, I would vote for Alan McGregor with 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 Stephen Davis you know just 1% behind him When do you vote? Uh, the football writer the, the PFA usually start putting out their forms around about the end of March mm-hmm. And the football writers are, are, are two or three weeks later towards the we I think we get until the end of April, first week in May to, to, to vote. But it's got it's got to be uh, a Rangers player for sure. It just depends uh, which one's going to get it. Uh, the manager of the year as well will, will, will be interesting um, too. The young player of the year, but mm-hmm. um, yeah, for me, um, Alan McGregor at 39 years old Amazing. to still be doing it at that level, um, I think it's absolutely outstanding. Have you seen a better save than his last minute save on Thursday night? I've seen loads of great saves. Yeah. yeah, it's it's as good as any. Paul, it's no factual, it's opinion, isn't it? But sure. you can think to to to, to Andy Gorham, to Stephen Claus, to Arthur Boric, to Fraser Foster, mm. to Craig Gordon. So loads of brilliant saves. But 
McGregor what, what I loved about it Was his interview Afterwards yeah, no. It was Happy just days. It was just great yeah, just, I just stuck just, my you know, I just stuck so my arm self deprecating yeah. That's the way he's, he's really humble And I, I was in a dressing room Lucky enough A number of games Where he actually As we spoke earlier on In the show For me goalkeepers Win your game Top goalkeepers That's what they're all about I would come in After a game And and grab him by the cheeks and say, What what I say, Black Cheers. And that would be amazing. He's not arrogant at not, all. He's not he's very, very humble. And that, that's the way he is, as I say to you. Great teammate, great guy to have in the dressing room. See when he fastens their gloves up, he's an animal. Mm-hmm. See when he goes out, the way he trains, the way he plays, he's somebody that you would want the trains he's with you. And and for me, he's got better wage and that save and Thursday night against Slavia Prague it's got to be up there as Mark just mentioned there it's all about opinions but for me when the guy, when it left the guy's head I thought the, I thought it was in I thought it was in and I actually I said on, on Friday night didn't I Paul I actually paused for 15 minutes how good it was and then I actually started applauding it it was wow. um, it was a top save but his interview his interview <laughs> his interview's priceless he's great isn't he is he back next season Mark do you think well listen it's, it's up to him you know, it's a sixty-four thousand yeah, dollar question. If, if Rangers, Rangers, no doubt want him. Um, you know, we're talking about Barry going for a, a new contract here. You know, <laughs> it'd be similar to Barry. You know, Greasy could name his price, yep. um, but I don't know. It won't be about money, but he could name his his price. But I'd love to see him um, at least uh, one more year. He's got it in him, but he might think go to the top. I, I, I don't know. You know, but I think he'll go one more year. Yeah, I, I hope. I hope you're right, Mark. Um, what I did say, uh, if he does decide to call it a day, I think you've got to respect his decision. Yeah. I mean, he's at an age uh, in the way he's performed for Rangers over the years. As a young boy, I was lucky enough to see him at 15 and you could see the potential in him. He, he, he was the exact same, worked really hard, done it the hard way, Mark. Went out and loaned to St. Johnson and Dunfermline and I love to see that in young boys. He Resilience. Went, yeah, yep. he went and he learned his trade, come back, was great for Rangers went away elsewhere and since he's come back the last three seasons he's been unbelievable and a free transfer what a piece of business for the manager Two minutes left from the two hours Mark I want to ask you news coming out from London today that uh, Crystal Palace will be looking for a new manager I mean Roy Hodgson's still there but it's, it's expected he'll go in the summer they're talking about Frank Lampard they're talking about Eddie Howe but they're talking today about Stephen Gerrard yeah, uh, you know, it's big news. There's no doubt that, that Stephen Gerrard, I think, now is the most highly rated uh, young English manager in, in football in the UK. And um, it's not the news that, that Rangers will want to hear, but it's it's a big compliment because he is on the radar now of, of, of clubs down the road. Of that, there's no doubt. Um, uh, but... Uh, despite Crystal Palace's interest and, and they would love to speak to him as they would with Lampard and, and how uh, in time I think that Steven Gerrard is, is at Rangers um, for next season for sure He's not going anywhere is he? No no. I firmly believe that I firmly believe that um, he's done the hard work this year and that's um, getting the league title and I think he knows himself he needs to go and produce a number of trophies before he gets that job that he's he's wanted all, all, all his life and that's a Liverpool job. And final point, Scottish Government has still to decide if Sunday's game can go ahead. Barry, you played in so many, former Rangers captain. What would you say to the listeners, to people about Sunday? Well, I think it's great from both Rangers and Celtic that both James Tavernier and Scott Brown have come out and when they've come out and relayed the message for the fans to stay away and stay at home and enjoy the game, I think the fans will relate to that yeah. instead of coming for the government. So I think it's a it's great fit from both clubs and obviously I've seen John Kennedy do one and, and Stephen Gerrard. I don't know if he's done one yet, but 
with messages like that I'm sure the fans will take heed of that and, and stay at home and enjoy the game and stay safe that's the important thing Barry thanks a million you're back on Wednesday Mark thank you you're back on Thursday and right. thanks to John McGinn that was fantastic wasn't yeah, it yeah, and you'll be great. one of the first names out the hat tomorrow for the Scotland squads yeah it all starts um, big uh, three games coming up at the end of the month and of course the Euros in the summer there's more tomorrow at five the Bull Radio Football Show let's go Feel the heat of the game, the crunching tackles, the near misses and diving headers. Feel the drive from the sidelines. Feel the passion of your captain. Feel the celebrations. Feel the last-minute heartache and the penalty save that changes everything. Feel the heat of the game from the comfort of your own home with OPC Energy Limited. For more information on boiler servicing and maintenance, visit opc-ltd.uk.